Today is November 18th, 2020. This is episode 83 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. Okay, today I thought it would be a worthwhile exercise to do um, what I'm calling a six-week check-in. So that's um, it's officially been six weeks of working from home with a newborn who is now six weeks old. And uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about what it's been like, you know, have things gotten easier? Have things gotten harder? What's changed? Is anything, is any routine completely disrupted now? Um, you know, just get into how that's going and, um, you know, what the future looks like. And so the first thing I wanted to say is that I would say that like work-life balance is getting quite a bit harder, mostly because the way my job works, the way that the year cycles through um, summer and like early fall is kind of the, the quietest time. So there's, there's projects that are still ongoing, like actually quite a bit this summer, as you might imagine. Um, but the time for them is a lot more flexible and unscheduled. So you can work in a couple hours here, a couple hours there. Um, but now my work time is starting to be more and more structured, which means, you know, rather than being able to be downstairs with my daughter and getting some work done while she's playing, um, like I have an actual meeting where I'm in charge, like we're starting to orient our members. Um, so starting next week, I'm going to starting next week and ending kind of mid December. Um, I personally have four different orientation sessions with people outside of our organization. And so it's going to be it's it's going to be the kind of thing where I'm going to have to say to to Julia that Evie can't like she can't come downstairs realistically. Like if, if she yells from the top of the stairs, are you done your meeting? Which she's she's done frequently these days. Um, it's it'll be hilarious because, I mean, obviously, everybody, all our members are are people, too, and have been going through the same thing. but. Um, it's going to make things a little harder. Um, we, it has been nice because um, Julia's mom has come to uh, spend the day with us or spend at least kind of the morning until Evie goes down for her nap with us one to two days a week. And so that's meant that when she does come, um, I'm able to get those days. I'm able to kind of work through the day. Um, obviously, when there's three people here and two of them are working from home, it's a little easier to kind of balance those things. And um so that's definitely that's definitely really really helped, and though as you as you might imagine, going from a brand brand new baby to a six week old, things are a little easier. He needs to feed less frequently, a little bit less frequently. He needs to he sleeps probably I would say more consistently, like longer stretches. Um, he I would say fewer diapers, still not no diapers, still like ten or twelve a day, but fewer than it was at the very beginning. Um, so Leo I would say is getting a little bit easier to handle. Whereas Evie is now getting closer to three. She's going to be three in April and she's probably actually getting harder to deal with. We thought that when she turned two in last April, that um, <laughs> that she was going to have potentially some terrible twos. But honestly, it turned out that it turns out that she wasn't terrible then. She has gotten terrible now. And so for the last few weeks, it's been it's been really tough. She just fights every decision. Like she doesn't want to eat dinner. She doesn't want to eat breakfast. Um, like last yesterday, for example, she didn't want to eat her dinner. And then we finally got her to eat by like, you know, sitting all of us sitting at the table and convincing her to eat. She ate fairly well, but like not a ton. And then that was at like 630 or so. 
And then eight o'clock rolls around and it's her time, her bedtime. She's finished watching her show that she watches right before bed. And the show turns off and she goes, oh, I'm hungry. And like pretty clearly that's a stall tactic, especially because now it's been like 12 more hours and she's still asleep. Like if you go to bed hungry, you'll wake up 12 hours later. Um, she just wanted to stay up. But so we're having to try to get across to her like your bedtime is your bedtime. So if you're hungry, you need to let us know before. And like while you're watching your show, you can have a snack if you want. Just tell us you're hungry before and, and then we'll know it's not a stall tactic. <laughs> but um, so our current theory is that she is like potentially it's a little jealousy about attention her brother's getting like having to split attention. Um, yeah, she's definitely developing some favoritism because Julia obviously has to be with Leo quite a bit more often. He needs, he's quite a bit higher needs than she is. Um, and so I'm spending a lot more time with her. And so she's starting to favoritize me. Is that favoritize a word? It's not. Um, yeah, the other thing that's obviously contributing to this is the fact that we are all definitely a little stir crazy, um, potentially a lot stir crazy, just being in the house all day. So we've we've been trying to get out as much as we can. We went um, for a quick shop for some decorations at Canadian Tire last week. And um, this weekend, we just decided out of nowhere. I think I mentioned this in, a, in one of the other episodes. Yeah, under COVID Christmas, we um, we decorated the house. So that's really helped. Not only has that helped because it gave us like a day of uh, fun and, um, you know, just getting into the Christmas spirit. But um, now we have a Christmas tree to look at. And so Evie loves looking at it and obviously touching all the ornaments. So we're trying to teach her, you know, you can touch the ornaments. Like if you have to touch the ornaments, which like I guess she has to do. Um, to like touch them so gently and like don't take them off the tree just like yeah just just getting across where that they're delicate and like don't break them um obviously in an ideal world she wouldn't be touching them at all but here we are so in another way um we are like our family is really really lucky that i'm i've been able to have the work-life balance that i have be because both of them are such good sleepers and so leo has been basically not sleeping through the night but he's woken up he wakes up goes to bed around let's say 10 ish 9 30 or 10 and wakes up at around three or four to eat and then wakes up again usually around six or seven to eat and been mostly able to let us sleep through the other times and evie obviously has been a champion her entire life like she's been such a good sleeper and so she goes to bed at around eight and gets up around nine nine thirty um, which means that i have you know a couple of hours between seven and nine or nine thirty to get work done and then I go in and get her up and, you know, I try to work throughout the morning if I can. And if I have meetings, I attend those, um, put in another few hours in the afternoon. So she sleeps usually from around 1.30 to around 4.30. And so if she if she gets in a solid nap, then I get in that solid extra chunk of work and then basically fill in the gaps wherever I can. And then again, on those days when Julia's mom comes, um, I'm able to basically spend a lot more of that day focusing on tasks and and so it's been, it's definitely been a challenge to do this, but um, obviously we're in a great position compared to a lot of other families and having such well-behaved kids and kids that sleep so well has really, really helped us. So um, yeah, I suspect I'll be doing these kinds of check-ins every few weeks, every month or something, just seeing how it's going, especially if things change. Um, as things ramp up with, <laughs> with work, uh, I suspect that it's going to get a lot harder to manage this with just the two of us. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And um, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any real hope of things becoming more safe here. I mean, yesterday we had 11 cases of coronavirus, not about 11 new cases. Um, 
which is great, but I just, I, I a hundred percent know it's not sustainable. That's why I've stopped paying attention to the numbers. Um, somebody told me that we had 11 and I'm like, that's great in it on itself, but if that's one data point, that's an anecdote. That's not, that's not representative of what we've got going on in the city. And not until we get like two weeks of, of those low of numbers, which would make us a lot, a lot more comfortable. But then obviously we know we've seen before the pattern that once you get those low numbers, you get complacent and people start going out more and people start cases start going up. So um, I know we're not out of the woods and, and presumably we're going to get a lot more than 11. I would suspect like 50 or something, 60. Uh, that's just, that's just how it is. That's just what the pattern is. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably try to do these check-ins every once in a while, just seeing how it's going. Um, but things are going to get busier and things are going to get harder to keep balanced. So um, we're all doing the best we can. I will leave it here for now and talk to you tomorrow. Bye.